0: Hey, everybody. We are back again this week for another episode
1: of Success in Black and White, (laughs) the podcast.
0: That's right. This week, um, as we reflected on what we wanted to bring to you, we realized, well, this is what I see. Let me start with what I see. So what I see during the holiday season Is something that I think affects all of us. And that is like if you go to Instagram or Facebook or social media or like bloggers, everybody's talking about how to do Christmas the perfect way, right?
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have the perfect family meal, how to set up the perfect Christmas tree, how to do elf on the shelf in the perfect way, like all of these things. how to buy
1: the perfect gifts. How to
0: buy the perfect gifts. Like, I think there's a tendency for perfectionism, especially during the holidays, that we all kind of feel like we fall victim to and we might feel guilty about if we don't achieve that end of perfection. Well, definitely women.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think for men, too.
0: Yeah, I think um, as we talked about it, we thought that bringing back to you, one of our really popular episodes on perfectionism, that was one of our first ones that we did, um, just talking about perfectionism and why it's okay to not be perfect. And just some of the things that, um, some of the strategies that we use to ensure that we don't feel like we always have to be perfect. Right. Um, We wanted to bring that to you right now because I think it's an important time to do that.
1: So this week on Success in Black and White, the podcast, we are going to be dropping the perfectionism episode again. So stay tuned.
0: That's right. Hey, everybody. Oh, 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 hey. Oh, hey. My name is April Lovett. And
1: my name is Daryl Lovett.
0: We've been together for five years, and we have a three-year-old sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and smiley baby boy, and our fur child, our dog, Laney.
1: That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we co-own The Lovett Company.
0: That's right, we do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship.
1: Oh yes, a relationship that is all day, every day.
0: Plus, we want to share with you how we managed to run our side business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we'll be talking about working towards success, overcoming failures, and just living our everyday lives.
1: So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you real talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they have found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives.
0: So we're coming back again this week, and oh, we man. Hey are. Hey, everybody! <laughs> oh, sorry, Daryl likes to make fun of me. So um, this week we're talking about perfectionism and how it's overrated. That's what I have on my title. <laughs> Why did you give me that funny look?
1: Perfectionism and how it's overrated. That title is. I don't like it, so y'all hear us (laughs) saying this, and here is some imperfection stuff right here, because I'm probably going to change the title, and it's probably going to say something different.
0: That's okay. (laughs) They'll forgive us. I'm fine with that. You guys are about to learn our um, personalities when it comes to perfectionism and how we operate (laughs) with that.
1: Like, we're really (laughs) going to, like, flow with this, even though there are some parts that I may just want to, like... Cut, retake, no. or edit.
0: We said we were going to be raw and real. Yeah, so. That's our promise to you. That's what we're going to continue to do. So, All right. Yeah. So let's jump into our topic. Um, let's go. Yeah. So I think we want to talk about first this idea of perfectionism and in our personal lives. So let's talk about it from a personal realm.
1: Okay, we can so do that. So
0: for you, how has perfectionism both helped and or hindered you in your personal life?
1: Hmm. That is a great question. And um, to be honest, perfectionism, it is them both. So it has helped me by teaching me some valuable lessons on how to grow and like how to pursue certain things um, when you're trying to always reach a certain point. Um, but it also has hindered me as well by holding me back from pursuing certain things because of the conditions or the things that I was trying to pursue were not in a state of perfectionism um, for me at that time. Um, so it has done both. It has kind of helped and pushed me to pursue things and kind of taught me some life lessons on, on goal chasing. Um, but it also has hindered me as well because there are some things that I probably should have, you know, taken a chance on and uh, taken a risk and because the state um, of what I was chasing or the conditions weren't perfect for me that I held back and I didn't do it. And when you find yourself holding back, um, sometimes you can fall into that state and not move at all. Um, so I think it's done both for me. But personally, now I'm more on the side of, of not chasing perfectionism because I think that the times that it has hindered me has hurt me longevity wise more mm. so than the help that it has done by kind of teaching me some life lessons about pursuit of goals, pursuit of success.
0: Mm, interesting. I am I I am multifaceted as well in that there are some things that I'm very particular about. But a lot of things you and I differ a lot because I just wanna jump in headfirst. And that's not how you are. So um When that deals with perfectionism, I really think about, well, so I have a really good, just very practical example about how we live our lives at home. So this is like the ongoing, it's like not a fight, but it's like the ongoing, like, tiff between us is like daryl will come in and he'll have like a race or something from the store and he puts it on the counter where he needs it to be no, so that goodness. he knows where it's at because he's going to use it in like the next two hours or like maybe a few days later but he knows exactly where it's supposed to be yes me i i'm like i like things to look neat and this is this has been Recently a compromise on my part where I have taken a step back from that a little bit. But for most of my life, I've wanted my house. I wanted everything to kind of look just neat. And so I go behind him. He drops it off and I'm like, that's not where it goes. So I pick it up and I put it. We have a box labeled receipts, right?
1: He's going to make it to that receipt box. (laughs) When it's supposed to make it to that receipt box. See,
0: here here's our difference too. Yeah. So then so he's like still waiting to input it into a spreadsheet or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 this needs to go. But I don't say that. I just pick it up and put it in the receipt box. And so I think it's funny because my in my head, my perception of perfectionism, or not even perfectionism, but just how I operate, is like, I want the house to look neat, however that needs to look. And he's like, in his head, his perception is like, well perfectionism or that, you know, in that realm to me is like, I want to know where the things are that I put them and how I can find them again. And I'm the only one who knows that because it's my brain. It's where I'm putting them. Mm-hmm. So we have this ongoing tiff in our house sometimes where and i'll step back i've stepped back i think i've gotten better about it if you put something down i'm like i know he's gonna put it where i want it eventually because he knows that drives me crazy right so i've stuck back from that but it is an ongoing tiff in our house but i think that the way that it relates to perfectionism almost is that people's perceptions of perfectionism are so different right like for me a clean house or a neat looking house is like i want my house to look perfect
1: Kids have changed that.
0: Oh, though. my gosh, yeah. Kids have definitely <laughs> yeah. changed that. I've had to step back. I had to kind of, like, I could spend the entire weekend just cleaning up after everybody. And then it just gets a mess again on my bag.
1: Anna and Vaughn comes right behind her. hmm And everything that she picked up is right back where it was before. Absolutely. Just like my receipt.
0: Yeah. And then my other example is really funny because we're, this is hard to say that we're, like, opposite on, but we're very different on. Okay, so, so my best example is like getting everybody out of the house for whatever event whether it's in the morning whether it's for church whether it's like we're going to somebody's house for dinner like whatever it is it's getting out of the house so my entire life i have been a time person and to be on time to me is like equal to holiness (laughs) so i hate not being on time And to me, that could mean sacrificing the way that I look or the way that the kids look or the way that just the details and how we're leaving the house matter. Like, I don't care because I just want to be on time. So if we're all getting out of bed and going somewhere looking a mess, but we're on time, I'm happy. And Daryl's the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he, and it, it makes sense. He has to present well, and our family needs to present well, and we need to have our ducks in a row. Details matter.
1: Absolutely. So we're not going anywhere looking a mess, right? If we're going to show up. <laughs> we're going to show up right. And if it's late, we're going to be fashionably late. Yep. Not showing up looking raggedy just to be on time or be early. And then when we come back, we're going to have to sit down and discuss and come up with another game plan of how we can maybe shave a couple of minutes off here or there. But we're not yep. going nowhere looking toe up, not as a family, <laughs> N- not under my watch. Nobody.
0: Uh, it's true. So Nobody. those have been some very opposite things that we really require perfectionism on. And and we'll talk about that in our tips and tricks a little later is the compromise, obviously, because you can't be perfect in everything. But it's just funny because we have very opposite perfectionist Tendencies. Yes, I agree. And I think it's important when we think about that and even how we'll kind of get into how that plays into our business and how we operate together in a second. But I really think it's important for us when we think about why that may be for each other is to really study and examine the way that we both grew up. Because that has such an impact on just the different things that we value And for me, it's really funny because when we talk about a neat looking house, um, my parents are both like I think any of the houses that I've lived in could probably be like model homes all the time. Like even when they had three kids and we were younger, we were running around like my parents, they had full time jobs. I don't know how they did this. Three kids, full-time jobs, were all busy, and they kept the house immaculate.
1: I know how, but I'll answer that (laughs) later. You go ahead, and then I'll tell you how. I've I've observed it. It's
0: amazing. Daryl's observed it, and I'm so proud of them. But that is where my, that's where that comes from. That is that is a learned behavior for sure.
1: Yep. Want me to tell you who you learned it from? Who did I learn that from? Dad. My
0: dad. My dad Oh, my
1: goodness. Like, (laughs) sometimes I feel bad. Like, when I'm there, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't. Want to put this plate in the sink, but I know this is where I normally put it at. So, what would he do?
0: <laughs> you got to think about what I'm would like, that oh, do. <laughs> hey,
1: oh my goodness. Oh, it's yeah. like every time that man will clean, clean, organize, clean some more, organize.
0: That is his strength, yeah, man. He, that's what that, they do. That's
1: where she gets it from. Yeah. I have observed it on many occasions, and I give it to him for that because that is not me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. They're good though. They both, my parents have both done that and they've instilled that in us. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do know, you know, something that as Daryl and I were talking came up recently and he was like, listen, sometimes I just want you to relax and like, don't worry. Like the laundry is still going to be there. Can you just come and like spend some time with me on the couch and spend some time with the kids? Like, don't worry about it being perfect. And so that was a gut check for me. Like, I need to just chill out a little bit. Like that stuff will always be there, but my family is important too. So,
1: yeah, I did so, have the reminder that.
0: Yes, he did. So, for you, how has your growing up really contributed to how your habit, your perfectionist habits, come into play today?
1: Um, I definitely know that coming from a family as large as mine, um, and some people have families even larger, but. Um, Coming from a family the size of mine, I know that when you're talking about perfectionism and you're talking about um, my dad and his role and his position that he had, and the people that we were associated with and that would drop by and that um, we would have opportunity to engage with and stuff, like we always had to make sure that we were presentable. I um, mean that was at home and that was also not at home. Um, so I know growing up we all had chores and we all had things that we had to do and best to believe it got done because if it didn't, you know, we got spankings growing up. I don't know about all the (laughs) listeners, but (laughs) me and and my (laughs) sisters, we got spankings growing up. So it's like, Hey, you need to take care of this and get this done. And if you didn't, you got a spanking and then you still went and got it done. Um, So with the family, our size, always making sure that things were in order and in line Um, And how we represented ourselves was very important, and that was valued in our family, and that was also pushed down on us. And that's the way that I am now about, like you said, when we leave, like we ain't leave our house tore up, you know what I'm saying? We was Pastor Lovett's family, Mm -hmm. and we had to represent Pastor Lovett. And when he was out there in them streets, we was right there behind him looking representative of Pastor Lovett, you know. Yep. Um, And that was at home as well. So those are some of those things about how you said, um, I am about making sure that we representing ourselves well. Mm -hmm. That's where that came from. And it just kind of stuck. So I definitely know that growing up, that was definitely something that has um, stuck with me to this day.
0: Absolutely. How do you think that perfectionism has either helped and or hindered us uh, when we talk about working together in our business um, or just on our business in general?
1: Ooh. So um, I know that it has hindered us on my part specifically in some cases because, like I said, if we put it out, I want it to be out, I want it to look Mm -hmm. good, I want it to represent us well. And that's um, something that I have had to learn from and something that I had to grow in that you're always going to want to improve and develop and and continue to grow and enhance whatever it is that you're doing. So if you wait for it to be perfect and you're working in a state of improvement, you're never going to go anywhere. You're going to be in a state of constant. So Mm -hmm. um, for us in the business, I had to um, really take a step back. And work really hard on understanding that put out the best product that represents us well right now where we are and as we improve and grow people will be able to see that and then hopefully you know that will let them know that we're not a stagnant business we're not a stagnant company what we're offering and what we're putting out is not stagnant that we're continuing to grow because what we're um, helping people do is improve themselves Mm -hmm. and get better themselves So they can see that represented in our work and what we're doing. And hopefully um, it inspires them to to work with us or to at least just kind of go with us along the journey. Mm -hmm. So I know for sure, definitely, that was with the website, that was Mm -hmm. with marketing material, with graphics. I'm like, this has to look this way in order for it to go out. And another thing that really contributed to that was comparing what we were trying to do in our vision and our plan and our goals with, other people and Mm. other things that were out there. Mm -hmm. And it took you actually, you know, telling me that we're unique in our own way. Mm -hmm. We're never going to look or be exactly like any other people, group, business, company, corporation out there. So we have to do it our way and make sure that what we're putting out is us and it's our way because we're unique in our own way. So I definitely know that when you're talking about perfectionism and just basically how I am and how I like to put things out there. Um, was you talk about gut checks? That was a gut check for me because I'm like, wow, (laughs) that makes sense. Like we are unique in our own way. Our brand is our brand and what we're doing is us. So it doesn't have to look like what everybody else is putting out there. As long as it reflects us well, Mm -hmm. then at that time and that moment, it's right for us and it's perfect for us.
0: Yeah. And that's not to say that we haven't been through various iterations of what we do because we find ways that not necessarily in comparison to others, but just in comparison to our baseline, our, what we're doing, we found ways to make it better. Yes. And I love that because I still remember when we first started out our first iteration of the website. Oh
1: my goodness. I actually (laughs) probably still have like a version of it somewhere.
0: When I think about, and it was, and at the time we're like, this is awesome. And it's got like some, I don't know. Clip like Clip art. Clip art and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. People are going to love it. And now looking back, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like. It, yeah, that you was trash. Yeah, that was trash. You can say
1: it. Don't, you're not going to hurt my feelings. It was trash.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: <laughs> and I can't believe at that time I was actually okay with it.
0: It's so funny. But, you know, that's all we knew. And as we got further into the business and we found, I mean, you really found your design um, element. And then I started finding my content and design element. And as we came together, we're like, oh, that's actually trash. (laughs) Yeah, it was straight up trash.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But, you know, that's. We never would have even launched, I don't think, if we would have been waiting for the perfect website or for the perfect Mm -hmm. content to have or for the perfect bios or for the perfect what we were offering. Like everything is evolving all the time. Because it has to. And it will still, I mean, I feel like every time we've done something, we look at it and we're like, this is the best it's going to get. And a week later, you're like, hey, I have an improvement. And I'm like, that was like the running joke is Daryl would say, hey, I have this idea. And I would roll my eyes and be like, really again? And he would make it better. Yep. And so I think we've, I think I've jumped on the bandwagon is like, okay, there are things we can always make better. And so now I'm always looking for what we can do better, what we can make better and that Not necessarily pursuit of perfectionism, but the best versions of what we offer in ourselves to the world.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that because my goal now is to always make it better, to always improve. Um, That's our image. That's what we're Mm -hmm. doing. That's our content. That's our design. And it was a running joke because I would. I mean, it was almost (laughs) like.
0: Yeah, almost every day. (laughs) Yeah, almost every day. And I'm
1: like, but listen, this font right here, if I just made it. Two sizes bigger and moved it over to the right. Tell me from a visual (laughs) perspective, this doesn't look better. And she'd be like, oh, okay,
0: Yeah.
1: And and, and, um, accepting it and owning that, like, dang, we ain't going to never get to the point to where it's just on point to where we don't ever have to touch it again. And if it does, we will become stagnant. Yeah. So
0: Absolutely. So yeah, we always have to be looking for Always
1: looking for ways to improve, to make it better. Um, and that also comes from feedback from other people, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Feedback from other people. Um, and then sometimes we get garbage. I'm not going to even consider feedback from other people. People yeah. that just, that just have comments. And I'm like, okay, like... That doesn't align with our mission. So yeah. thank you anyways, but have a wonderful day.
0: And I was—I think we're more confident in that aspect than we were in the beginning. I remember getting um, some good feedback from a very trusted friend of yours. Um, and we were like, this makes complete sense, mm-hmm. you know, what she's saying. But when we applied it, we figured out probably six months later that it really still didn't work for what we were doing. And right. that the Our initial instinct was the right one. And so I think... I think we're more discretionary now, but I would caution people, no matter what you're doing, if you're seeking feedback from others on something that you're doing, take it with a grain of salt, be discretionary about it because it may help you. And I think you should approach that as it could help you, but examine it and make sure that it isn't aligned with your values and your business or your personal life, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at.
1: Right. And, you know, speaking on perfectionism and and, uh, being perfect, I mean, it typically is when you're talking about perfectionism, perfectionism, perfectionism. Good oh, lord, I can't even, can't say, even say the, the say word right. right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, being perfect. Let, let me take it back to where, where I'm from, my country self. Being perfect is <laughs> um, typically associated with uh, with other people and what they think about mm. your thing or your it. Um, and when you're usually trying to appease those other people, is when you're chasing their version of perfectionism, and not your version of of excellence. Wow! Which I know we'll talk yeah. about later.
0: Yeah, that I was gonna say. I feel like I had that in my head too to talk about, but that was that was good. That yeah. What we need to so
1: so that is definitely one of the things that um, I know me personally, uh, which I've had a struggle with for majority of my life, and I'm getting so much better at it now, but just disassociating myself with um, appeasing and pleasing other people who may have my, you know, best interest at heart, but it just may not be the way that I would go about it, or it may not be what's best for me at that time, and to them, it may be what I need to do to be perfect in their eyes.
0: It's so funny, because it's exactly what we talked about in last week's podcast. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So, um, I, I definitely want to put it out there that when you're talking about perfectionism, it is typically associated with you know what other people think or what they'll say about your thing or your it, and and you just got to remember that you know when you're chasing that, you know what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Where are your values? Where's your mission? Yeah. What is your goal?
0: Absolutely. And we talk about perfectionism in the business, and um, I think I'm a little more, from my perspective, I'm a little more attuned to it in in business than I am in our personal lives, because that's a major effect for us. Um, But at the same time, I'm still more willing to jump the gun on things than Daryl is. And I think, you know, that challenge of us being open about that and not being offended, like... For instance, if I have something that I create and I'm like, hey, we need to put this out. And he kind of takes a step back and he's like, look at everything we're doing. You are doing too much right now. Like that is a famous line from Daryl. I thought
1: you're doing too much. Yeah,
0: go sit down somewhere. You're doing too much much. right now. And there are times where I'm like, it's a challenge for me because I need, I have to approach it from a business perspective. Like I don't, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. I'm be like, am I doing too much right now? hmm
1: she's telling all the business y'all oh <laughs> my so, goodness she didn't tell my famous
0: i know your famous line your famous one-liner go
1: sit down somewhere you're doing too much that's
0: exactly you guys he says it to me he well, says it to me a lot
1: we'll need that right now but don't throw that away right we definitely gonna come back around to this like next week but as of right now no i'm not putting that out there go sit down somewhere you're doing too much
0: right and we have to evaluate that because there are times where i'm like oh my gosh, he's right. Like we have way too many other things going on and we just can't do this yet. And then there are some times where I have to remember too, my job to help influence him the way that he helps influence me in that I know sometimes he's slow to pull the trigger and we need to get something out there to the world and it doesn't have to be perfect in that format. So I think there's a lot of give and take when we talk about perfectionism in the way that we run our business. It
1: definitely is Um, with a give and take. If she says something and I say, go sit down somewhere, you're doing too much. And she comes back and challenges me again, then that usually lets me know that in her mindset, this is something that's a little bit more urgent. And then I take a step back and I reevaluate and look at it and then try to figure out a way of maybe possibly how we can implement it. Um, But if I do say that to her and, and She doesn't come back. That means that she's taking the time that she needed and analyze what was going on in that moment, and was like, "Well, right now I probably am doing too much, and I'm not gonna push him on it." So it is, it is give and take. And if she comes back at me, I'm like, "All right, cool. Like she's adamant about this. To her, this is an urgent matter. Maybe I need to look at it from a different perspective because we might need to go ahead and put it out here. No matter if I think it's." at a place to where I feel comfortable putting it out or feeling like it will benefit us. Um, and, and that give and take, you know, it, it's based around that growth. It's based around what's perfect for us in that moment and how it's going to help us and benefit us and push us forward.
0: Mm-hmm. I think some people might be wondering how we got to a space in our relationship and working together relationship where we could, say these things and understand these things with each other and not get offended or not get feelings hurt? Like, how did we get there to that place? It wasn't
1: always like that. No. So um, she, yeah, there have been some tears shed. Um, She's laughing over there because I've made her cry plenty of times. True. I would feel bad. Like, I'm like, no, like, don't cry. Like, don't shut down. Like, don't go sit down and stop everything. I'm like, just take it for what it is, um, I think that, obviously, those experiences, and I'm not just going to put her business out there like she's just crying all over the place because <laughs> me, I'm walking outside and doing what I do when I, you know, have to take a moment and, and get some fresh air because um, I've had my moments as well. Um, but how we got to where we are now, obviously, those experiences have definitely helped. But over time, learning how to communicate during those experiences have helped us get to where we are now. So when I could see the emotions start to come from her after a statement or saying something that I said, um, I would check in and be like, is it what I said or how I said it that, you know, is making you feel emotional? What, what's going on? Tell me, like right now so that we can figure this out and move forward. And then if we were both in a space to where we could have that communication, then she would definitely share with me, well you know, I just thought that this was very important right now and I was hoping that you would have agreed with me and that's why it made me feel the way that I feel. And then I'd be like, okay, well, I didn't see it like that, so let me help you um, Let me help you explain that better to where I can understand and perceive what you're trying to say. And then she would come back and she would be like, all right, this is what I was trying to say. And I was like, oh, well, that's not how I took it when you first said it. So I think it was just going through those different experiences um, coming up with a game plan of how we're going to communicate during those experiences when either one of us is feeling some type of way. And then to where we are now, where we can pretty much pick up what the other person is throwing down without having to go through that communication phase. So if I'm like, go sit down somewhere. You're doing too much. And then she comes back at me. Then I'm like, all right, cool. She's adamant about this. And she's not crying anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, we good. All right, cool. Let's figure this out.
0: It It did take a while to get there. And I will say, I mean, I think you have to, as with any communication, I think you have to be in tune with your emotions and... I don't wanna speak just in generalized terms to ladies, but this is true in everything that I've had to think about in any of our communications that may have been misinterpreted. We really don't fight very much, so I can't say fights, but anything that could potentially be misinterpreted, I have to always, and this is just a self-check for anybody, but I always take a step back and try to understand if my emotions are dictating the logical in that situation. And if that's true, then I need to, like he says, go sit down somewhere, deal with my own own emotions, and then come back to have a productive conversation. And so that's for us in personal life and business life.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it took time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to sit here in front and make it seem like we just kind of figured out it all worked out no. overnight. No, it definitely took time. Yeah. Yep.
0: So I think um, let's talk now about some tips and tricks stay tuned after a quick word from our sponsors us friends how many of you declare goals to lose weight eat healthier save money stay more connected to family and friends Go after that dream career, travel to that one place, or whatever else you want to accomplish, only to find yourself falling off the wagon within a few weeks. The number one thing that people get wrong when they set goals for themselves is not declaring their goal in a way where they plan the action steps to succeed. This episode of Success in Black and White, the podcast, is sponsored by our very own Goal Crusher Guide and Workbook. Daryl and I are excited to bring to you this easy-to-use, comprehensive workbook. Even better, friends, for you, it's completely free. We love y'all, and our goal is to inspire as many people to succeed as we can. We want you to be able to not only go for your dreams, but to actually achieve them. This guide will help you establish goals based on your life values, prioritize your goals, write action steps, and make them visual so you're more likely to achieve them. You can get your free copy of the Goal Crusher Guide and Workbook on our website, successinblackandwhite.com backslash goalcrushers. So I have two different categories for this. And the first category is what are the tips or tricks to focus more on excellence and perfection if that is not your strong suit?
1: So I guess I'll start here. Um, And what initially comes to my mind is the fact that for me in the past, I have always spent so much time trying to capture the perfect moment or set up the perfect situation so that I would have the perfect outcome. And in the process of doing that, I would end up missing out on the overall experience. Mm. So my focus is not so much on um, the perfect moment, setting up the perfect situation for the perfect outcome, but it's more so on what am I gonna take away from this overall experience. So when you talk about that and you talk about tips and tricks, uh, my goal now is is to always strive for excellence. And when I say excellence as opposed to perfection, um, it's doing what's right for us in the moment that we're in. Mm. Because when you're chasing perfectionism, um, you're usually trying to uh, find, you know, the best thing. Mm
0: -hmm. And it
1: might not be what's best for you. It might be what's best for other people or what. Um, other people are perceiving what's best for you. so mm-hmm. when i'm when I'm pushing and striving for excellence, it's what's best for us in the place that we're in. Um, so that's the number one um, tip that I would give is is to maybe not focus so much on perfectionism, mm-hmm. but focus on excellence and what's right for you in that moment, in that place in time.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I would say i have two do you have more than no go for it (laughs) i have two so this coming from a person who perfectionism is sometimes my strong suit and sometimes not um but my two tips for this to focus more on on perfectionism or just on excellence overall i like how you put that excellence instead of perfectionism is to a focus on one thing at a time. I think there's this misconception and I hear it a lot with, um, moms or like moms are multitaskers and they're the best multitaskers. And the reality is that, yes, we do have to multitask a lot, but, when you are really looking at day in and day out, you're constantly multitasking and you're taking on more than one thing at a time, you're not actually giving your quality to any one thing. And so you're gonna be more inclined to do excellent work when you are really working in a space that is just one thing at a time, and you're not taking on multiple tasks. The truth is, when we divide our attention between multiple tasks, then our attention gets divided and our excellence gets divided. So that's my number one tip is to, there's going to be times that we have to multitask and that everybody has to multitask, but you're going to do much better, more excellent work when you're not multitasking and you're focusing down on that one thing.
1: True. Well, you asked me that I have another one, and while you were talking,
0: you had uh, another one. Well, go it, for it. it.
1: Popped up, so um, <laughs> I'll get it in. I guess we'll go one for one, yeah. Then, and then you'll do your number two because you, you kind of caught me off guard. You're like, "Do you have two? Because <laughs> I have two, and then my like perfectionism like jumped in and was like, "She had expectations of me having two, and I don't have two. But while she was speaking, um, something did come to to my mind that I definitely wanted to share, and that's- uh, ignoring the outside noise Ooh. yeah so to break that down a, a little bit more um, the naysayers or the people that's constantly giving feedback and input and comments but they're not doing anything or giving any um, suggestions recommendations or insight on helping you improve and get better like ignore that cancel that out Put on your um, life noise cancellation headphones. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And and block all of that outside noise out because usually those people don't have your best interest um, in mind. Or either they're trying to put you in a position or a place to where you doubt yourself and you settle down so that they can thrive off Mm. of your downfall. Mm. So the outside noise, like, don't even pay attention to it. And then secondly... I guess, secondly, of my second part um, <laughs> is to stop beating yourself up when you think that you have picked the right thing for you and it turned out to not be the right thing or it doesn't work out for you. Stop beating yourself up. Um, I know I've, I've said this before and I say this often, like it's cool to have like a little pity party and it's cool to um, kind of take that moment in, but don't beat yourself up so much that you beat yourself out of moving forward.
0: Mm. Uh, Wow. Yeah.
1: So stop beating yourself up, you know, have your little moment and and whatever happened, take it in and do what you need to to get over it. But then put yourself right back in the position that you were in to keep moving forward. So those are the two additional things. I guess my number two would be Mm. to just block out that outside noise and don't beat yourself up so much when the thing that you thought was right for you at that moment doesn't work out. Uh, and that thing don't like completely throw it away either, because it mm. might come back later on, and it might be something that you can use, where um, it might be something that at that time in your life wasn't right for you then, but it's definitely something that you needed in your life. So
0: Ooh, um, great,
1: yeah. So that, that's my second one. So I'm gonna pass it off to you. The mic is hot.
0: Oh, hey, I'm all about that though. The second, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we have, and we've been through that together, where we've. Either created something or done something. And at that point, it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And to throw it out and just say, we've had to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, to me, that's even more of a definition of failure than just not succeeding as something is, is right. that you actually create it. You didn't think you need it. You threw it out. And it turns out six months later, you needed it. Yep. And that thats we've had a couple of those, and we're learning from that, for Definitely sure. Definitely
1: learning from that. And that's why I wanted to share that with everyone that's listening mm-hmm. so that you won't fall victim to the same thing that we have. Mm-hmm. Something that we created, and it was not right for us at that time. And we were like, all right, cool. And then I hit delete, and it's gone. And then six months down the line... We're like, oh, man, this would be awesome. And then I'm looking at her, and I'm like, didn't we already do this? Mm. And she's like, where is it? Where did you save it? And I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. in the frustrated moment of um, that time that it didn't work out, I just deleted it because I didn't feel like it was right for us. Yeah. And then she's like, Wins oh, we got to recreate the whole thing all yeah. over again. So now, uh-uh, we save everything.
0: <laughs> everything. Uh-uh, we save Everything. <laughs> everything. Um, My second tip for people who maybe, you know, you want to focus more on excellence and it's just not your strong suit is to do the most difficult things in your day first. And that's really because um, we are like humans. We are more productive in the beginning, like right after we wake up in the beginning of our day. And so I just encourage you to do that. So for instance, if you go to work and you typically have a job where you're checking emails throughout the day and you're doing projects throughout the day, I challenge you instead of coming in and checking your email in the beginning of your day to start your hardest project because your brain is going to be most fresh then. Um, So I challenge you to do that. And it's even like on Saturdays when I have to clean at home, I start off. Actually, we both start off Saturdays this way. Daryl goes outside to do yard work and I stay in and I clean. And I just get it all done so that I can move on to what in my perception are less hard things to do just because I hate cleaning, but I love it at the same time. So (laughs) (laughs) you know how it goes. So those were my two tips and and those you gave great tips as well. So then the last tips I want to get into are – if, you, if perfection is something that you strive for daily, and it may be um, just perfectionism on a small level, it could also be perfectionism where you actually feel debilitating anxiety over it because you're not being perfect and you can't be. But if you experience this, what are some tips that we have in order to relax a little bit more?
1: Right. So when you say or hear the word perfection or perfectionism, for me, I'm not going to speak for everybody or for April, but for me, um, it's associated with accomplishments. Mm.
0: It's associated Mm. with
1: success. So one of the things that I constantly tell people all the time, and matter of fact, I just had this conversation with someone um, yesterday about some workout regimens that they've had, and they were Talking about what was working and what wasn't working, and um, they were talking about changing certain diets and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and by no means am I qualified to talk about that. Um, but the thing that I could tell them is whatever your process was or whatever you have in place, um, give it time.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: it's not working out for you and you've only been doing it for three weeks, you know, realistically. That's not long enough. Mm -hmm. Give it time. So understanding that um, achieving, um, being successful, um, it it takes time. And you can't do it all, you know, at at one time. It's going to take time. So keep striving. Keep pushing. And don't get stuck on how long it's taking you Mm -hmm. um, because life will intervene. And sometimes life messes up what your time trajectory was for whatever it is that you're working on. And then if you throw in perfectionism with it and you're fighting against time and you're trying to please other people at the same time, Mm. you know, that's a, a recipe for disaster. So making sure that you understand that success takes time, accomplishments take time. And when you're striving for perfectionism in an area or you're working towards excellence to give it the adequate amount of time that you need so that you are successful and don't give up too quick and don't change your plan so quick Mm -hmm. you can reevaluate and make adjustments but to completely change your plan you know sometimes without giving it enough time is a bad idea from my perspective Mm
0: -hmm. good uh so my tips is that all your tips or do you want me to do Um, one um
1: you want to go back and we can go back
0: and forth yeah all right cool okay so one of my tips is Mm -hmm. to If you you just need to relax more and you're focused too much on being perfect, I think that you should try to focus less on details and more on what it is that you enjoy about the process. And so Daryl was really good about talking about the process. And I think it's true. I mean, we always talk about life is a journey. And it's about the journey. It's not about the end result because the end result in life is that you're gone. <laughs> That's
1: it. <laughs> you know?
0: And so you have to step back, step back and really focus on what is it that you enjoy about what you're doing in that moment. And I think when you can really be able to do that and just use some reflection practices to think about what you're enjoying about it instead of feeling anxious that you may not do it perfectly, then you'll uh, you'll be able to relax a little bit more. Really, Absolutely. Yeah. What's your next tip?
1: My next one is realizing and understanding and coming to um, the acceptance that it takes working with other people. Mm. So when uh, you're talking about perfectionism, usually it's something that you're chasing independently. Um, Or if you're chasing it with a group, it's usually with that specific group. Um, and, And sometimes it's tough going outside because you feel like that level of comfort is already there. And especially if it's with yourself um, or with your group. So to go outside of that, like you have the comfort level and then you have to the bringing up to speed that you have to worry about. Um, but you have to understand that it's going to take other people. You can't do it all by yourself. and You can't do it alone. Um, and that's one of the things that you hear me talk about all the time, managing relationships and finding out how people can help you um, reach your goals, become successful at whatever it is that you're chasing. Um, and then an example of that for me is that um, I know that we've talked a little bit about me playing football at FSU. Um, and when I finally did make the transition and I was able to to practice and, and I was able to actually be a part of the team after that long journey. Um, once I got, you know, got out there, I felt like I was already so far behind and I felt like I had so much to catch up on. And my initial attitude was bump this, like I got to prove myself, and I'm going to go out here and figure everything else um, out by myself, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And I kind of isolated myself from everybody else who was there who could have helped me do it at a lot quicker pace. And um, one person specifically, and I actually just talked to him not long ago and told him that um, I definitely was was going to be mentioning him by name, and he gave me the approval. So um, one of probably the most influential and one of the probably uh, best people that I have ever met, um, Atrus Bell. Um, he actually took me under his wings. And what's so crazy is he didn't have to do that because we were in the same position. And obviously I was competing and I was trying to figure out everything on my own to at least make myself uh, stand down and be in a position to where I could at least earn some type of playing time or something because I was behind a lot of, of great receivers. But he took it upon himself and didn't find it, like, fault to try to teach me and give me as much knowledge as he had without me even asking him that. So he saw me out there struggling and trying to figure it out by myself. And he, like, took me in and was like, all right, hey, check this. This is what you got to do. This is how you run that route. This is where you go. And what's so crazy is is that I didn't even have a clear understanding of the playbook. So the coaches would call the play, and truth would pull me over and he would just straight up tell me, <laughs> run, this is the route that you're going to run. And and once you get out there and line up, this is who you're going to look for. And, and if it's a choice route, this is what's going to determine that. And every time they would call a play, he would pull me over and, and put his arm around me and pull my helmet to him. And he would straight up just tell me, like, this is what you're going to do. Wow. And I was like, this is crazy, like. He, he don't have to do this. Why is he even doing this? I didn't ask him to do this because I'm going to figure this out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from that moment moving forward, I was like, dang, like, this one is a good dude and a good person just in general. And two, that it's going to take people mm-hmm. to help you try to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish because my whole objective was to put myself in the best position to get enough attention to where the coaches realize that maybe I could be considered to play. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I and I reached out to him and I told him, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to, you know, share the example of, of how you helped Matt and what you did. And he gave me the thumbs up and was like, oh, no problem, brother. And I was like, dang, it's still the same truth. Like, oh. no matter what, this dude is a good dude. and Hasn't changed. Hasn't changed at all. Uh-huh. And his motive is and has always been to help people. And I really appreciate him for that. So, if you're listening to this true shout out to you, I appreciate it. Anybody else, if you know them, tell them that I talked about them and uh, give them a little shout out too.
0: Fun. Um, so I have another tip just to help relax if you tend to be more of a perfectionist, and that is to not let perfectionism be an excuse for procrastination. And this has been a downfall for me particularly, um, because I will see a project that I know needs done and I'm like, well, I don't know if I have the resources to do it so that it's perfect or I don't know if I have the knowledge to do it so it's perfect. So instead of jumping in and starting the project so that it will get done because nothing ever gets done unless you actually start it and then finish it. Uh But instead of that, I would just procrastinate. I'd be like, well, I'll just wait to do this. I'll wait, I'll wait and wait and wait until it's due or until we need to have it out into the world. And that's really been a downfall for me. So I would say definitely don't let perfectionism be an excuse for you to procrastinate is one of my tips. Do you have another Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. So it is good sometimes to just zoom out. Hold Mm -hmm. on. Let me clear my throat and say this again. (laughs) It is good sometimes to just zoom out Mm -hmm. and get the full picture. Mm -hmm. When you set goals and you're trying to achieve and accomplish things – You usually take your Zoom and you focus all the way in on that specific task. Mm. And you lose sight of everything that's going around you. And it puts you in a place um, of not knowing what's going on and you miss some opportunities that may be able to help you get to that a lot quicker or easier. And sometimes it's good to just take a step back and Zoom all the way out and observe the big picture and everything that's going on around you and seeing how you could take little pieces from what you're seeing And help you get to that place. And when you do that, it also may help you refocus on something that you were missing when you thought your objective or your goal was straight ahead in front of you. You might have needed to take it and move it to the right just a little bit and then resume or refocus. So take time to make sure that you zoom out sometimes and take in the full picture and make sure that um, it's clear and is what you're working towards. and, And it helps a lot. Um, I think that definitely is a tip. you know we we're talking about perfectionism and excellence um, it is to kind of zoom out and get the mm-hmm. full perspective. It definitely helps. Um, well, I know it does for me, but that's, that's definitely a tip that I would like to share.
0: That's good. My last tip on this is just tips to relax if you're looking towards perfectionism is it's the same one that daryl said for tips to focus if you're trying to focus on being excellent um, a little bit more than you are now so mine is don't let the haters get to you and by that i mean if you're striving for perfection it's okay to strive for perfection for yourself okay if you're striving for perfection based on what uh, you think others think of you that's not okay Because here's the thing is you are going to live your life and you are going to reap the consequences of whatever you decide to do and however you decide to do it, good or bad. Those people are not living your life. They don't have to reap the consequences or the benefits and rewards of what you're doing. And so when you let the haters get to you and you're just focused on perfectionism for other people, that is going to be a detriment to you every single time, every time.
1: Ooh! Can I say one more? <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. I. I so, um, when you're talking about being perfect and perfectionism and, and chasing that, and, and my analogy is this: I'll give an analogy first, and mm-hmm. then and then I'll talk about actually what I want to talk about. So, um, if you're if you're playing basketball, if basketball is your sport, and you're shooting ten basketballs from any place on the court and you shoot all 10 and you go 10 for 10 in that shooting you were perfect mm. you took 10 shen- what 10- was I about the cuss <laughs> you you took 10 shots and you made 10 <laughs> shots My words got caught up and I was like, oh I almost just said a bad word no but you took 10 shots and you made 10 shots and and, and that is perfect. And what that is symbolic of is an end. Like you had Mm. 10 basketballs, you took 10 shots, you made 10 shots, and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if you would have took 10 shots and you would have only made seven or eight, you could have kept striving for 10. But when you make 10 and you reach that state of perfection, then you're in a place of stagnant. Mm. So it's like, what's next? There's no more room for growth in that moment. Like, I shot 10 shots, I made 10 shots. That's perfect. So So now what? Yeah. So you always have to remember that when you're striving for whatever perfection may be to you and you get to that point, I mean, you can't just sit back and be like, I made 10 shots and go get a t shirt that said, I made 10 out of 10. (laughs) You know, and then take a a, a picture on Instagram <laughs> that say I made ten out of ten and then after that it's like, Okay, good for you. Like you made ten out of ten. So like go do something else with your life. Yeah. Well you need to tell yourself that first. Yeah. So like, all right, I reached this point and what perfection is to me for this particular point, I've reached it. So now what's next? Where is there room for growth? What's my next adventure? Um, Making sure that you remember to do that and you take that into consideration if you are striving for perfection. For me, I'm like 10 out of 10. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I got that. I wonder, can I make 15 out of 15? Mm. And then if I hit that, I'm like, cool. All right, I wonder, can I make 20 for 20? All right, cool. I wonder, can I take three steps back and hit 10 for 10? Mm. You know what I mean? So it's constantly continuing to build and grow. Um, And and if it is a point of perfection that you're striving for, what's next? How can you improve? How can you get better? And how can you continue to um, move forward? And I think that's very important. When you're talking about perfection, you're talking about progression. It's understanding that once you get to that place, like, there is no such thing as perfection. Because it's like, all right, cool, you did that. That's just one part or that's one portion. Like, can you do this? What's next? Can you grow? Can you continue to move forward? So I wanted to share that because that did pop up into my mind um, when you're talking about perfection and when you're talking about reaching that place. Um, continuing to always move forward, continuing to always grow, and to continue to always do better for you is probably one of the most important things, if at all, that I would share and would tell you um, to do.
0: Wow. Well, you just wrapped that up really well. Did I? Yeah, I think you did. You did great.
1: My intent wasn't to wrap it up. Well, you did great. And I think we're at
0: that time. Okay. Um, So So what
1: you're saying was that was a perfect ending. That
0: was the perfect ending. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Nope. Let me tell you why it wasn't the perfect ending. Because we kept talking.
0: We did keep talking. That's true.
1: But we can't go back and cut it off, though.
0: No, we're not going to do that.
1: If we do that, they won't even hear this.
0: No, come on. All right. Anyway, Uh. so... We're going to we're gonna let you guys hear all this because we're not perfect, um, but we do have a perfect ending, and it is coming right after we tell you, just to make sure that you are checking us out on every platform. We have tried to be on absolutely every podcast platform that we can possibly be on, so if there is one that you listen to and you're like, I don't see you on there, please let us know because we want to be on there, too. Um, In the meantime, go to iTunes for those of you who are Apple iTunes users. And we've said it before. I'll say it again. iTunes is all that is good and holy in the podcast world. So please leave us your ratings and reviews because that way we will have more of a chance of other people seeing us and listening and impacting more people, which is always our goal. That's right. Yes. So in the meantime, we uh, love you guys for joining us. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again next week.
1: That's right. We're out.
0: Hey, everybody. If you like today's episode, please subscribe to the Success in Black and White podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode is posted, which is every Tuesday.
1: If you loved this episode, help us spread the love. Rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode. Also, share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms.
0: And mine is April Love Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh, my gosh. You sound like Keith Sweat.
1: Oh, my goodness. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ugh. Oh. Oh, did it record?
1: <laughs> yeah.